This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments in the Yates Flooring Center chat line and the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, what was your take on the Northwestern football situation? That was crazy, huh? Um, yeah, crazy. You know, a guy that, for the most part, had been a well-respected guy as a head coach. But, I mean, if you're if you're allowing those kind of things to go on, I'm, I'm sorry that you shouldn't be you shouldn't be leading young men. So, sorry about you. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern has announced that as of right now, I mean, subject to change because they have changed some some things here in the last few days. Uh, they're retaining their assistant coaches and support staff for the 2023 season. I mean, obviously, a number of those people also knew what was going on um, and either looked the other way or did not, you know, do anything about it to, to step in. You know, sometimes you're, you serve at the whim of the head coach always, um, and so you, you don't know exactly what, what went on what behind the scenes. It is thought that the defensive coordinator, David Braun, who just became a part of the program back in January, uh, he previously was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota State, that he would be the interim. And then you have a whole new staff, you know, for the 2024 20, season, you would you would think. Um, so there's still plenty of uh, probably fallout. You know, the thing that we talked just a little bit about yesterday, Jamie, is, you know, would, would this trigger some players to be able to transfer? And would they... Would they do so now, and would they go somewhere? Does somebody have something available that, you know, some of these guys that might be highly sought could go find a spot somewhere else at this at this late juncture here in mid-July? I would imagine it's possible. Shoot, with, with all we've seen, all the uh, transfers we've seen, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so just some uh, just some kind of craziness there. Uh, and there's also um, a report out about um, the Northwestern baseball coach. His name is Jim Foster. He previously was at Army. And uh, so apparently he is uh, being accused of a, quote, toxic worse workplace environment. Um, and that the last interviews were left to boosters with regard to him. And that it, the whole process was chaotic and unusual. The athletic director for Northwestern, Derek Gregg, has yet to really comment on anything. Uh, the boosters had played for the former coach and said that hiring, quote, a dis- disciplinarian like Foster would help the players overachieve, which they did not. They went 10 and 40 uh, during sh- during the 2023 season. Uh, the kitchen, pitching coach, the director of operations. Usually after you're t- if you're 10 and 40, they're, f- they're coming up with terms to use about your program. Yeah ways to get rid of you they're toxic mm-hmm. using words like toxic when yeah. really it's just about you're really bad we're trying to get rid of you <laughs> uh yeah so just i mean the apparently the pitching coach the director of operations and the hitting coach all left the team uh, back in february february the 27th um so anyway just does not does not look good 15 players apparently transferred because of him um when he left Army last year, there was, quote, a celebratory Zoom, and the school was thrilled to remove him. 
So I don't know. There's there's problems there. So it sounds like sounds like they got some challenges there uh, in the Windy City there at uh, Northwestern. Sounds like it. The uh, the other thing that I read is they're they're getting ready to redo their stadium. It's like an eight hundred million dollar project, and uh, some faculty members and others have um, basically said to the powers that be at Northwestern that that project should be put on hold until they get their mess figured out with their football team. I mean, I can't agree with that. And uh, there's they a can't there's argue a, with that at all. There's a lead booster who gave a substantial amount of that money, and uh, he has yet to to comment on that. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's that guy's decision. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. I don't. I don't know. All I know is they got problems up there. They got big problems up there. Um, and uh, of course, uh, Pat Fitzgerald has uh, has lawyered up and. Uh, you know, apparently Bob Huggins' a, lawyer. You know, I think Bob Huggins' lawyer's got a full a full boat right now. So he he uh, referred him to one of his uh, other friends, uh, other friends, right? That could that could help. Mm-hmm. That's another mess, isn't it? No, <laughs> just a big old mess. Man, that's just that's it's just not cr- a, it's not a. I mean, I don't know that that one to me is not a mess because it's such a no brainer as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. It has no chance. I mean, Huggins has no chance. Yeah, it's, he's just making himself look like a fool, a, an absolute buffoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolute buffoon. I mean, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, or let me know if you disagree. But 100, percent this is somebody that after the fact said, "Dude, you shouldn't have." You shouldn't have resigned. You're not going to get any money. Um, you should have ma- made them fire you so you could get paid more money. And after the fact, they decided that after he had already resigned and um, basically now pretending that he he didn't just for money. He doesn't want his job back. He wants money. Yeah, no, my my thought is is that there's there was some kind of agreement that was made uh, to pay Huggins with regard to his resignation slash retirement, and then maybe somebody put the kibosh on that, and now Huggins is mad about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I don't think there's any question that this is over money. I mean, the guy cleaned he out his office. Yeah, he didn't want his job back. Yeah. He, he wants he wants some he wants a he little never resigned stipend. his wife resigned i mean all this stuff yeah it's just yeah this is 100 percent about you know him trying to get more money yeah yeah no yeah or or the terms that they came up with he wasn't happy with mm-hmm. whatever yeah yeah uh it's uh it's it's just it's just kind of crazy um that uh that this that this has taken place and you know it's just it's just nuts it's, it's mm-hmm. just it's, it's just nuts so mm-hmm. and I, th- I think everybody sees it for that i mean i think even the most ardent supporter of bob huggins would have to kind of shake their head at this and go hey uh, bob you may want to back away from the bar a little bit here so no speak. no no he wanted to back away from the bar a long time ago yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't be in this situation if he backed away from the bar no you're 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 right about that yeah, yeah. You're right about that, but he's... You may, how about just go stick your head in the sand and just get out of the limelight? Yeah, yeah. Just go away. Go go away for, for a period of time. I don't know, forever. <laughs> okay, for, forever. Uh, 6.38 this morning. Well, and the here. sad part about it, I mean... It is sad. Well, I mean, Stupid. He, he... With the two things that he's done this offseason, okay, looks looks like an idiot, but, but okay, but I think people still respected him as 
you know, great coach, longtime coach, you know, he's just old school, and you know, that's how old school guys are, blah, blah, blah. You can hear all that. He's, you know, he's at that grandfather age where you just kind of, you know, say whatever you want to say and blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all all of that could mm-hmm. could have been said. But now he's just making himself look like an idiot an now. Idiot, yeah. I mean, and in, in now he's losing just for a few million dollars probably. And I say just for a few million dollars. He's got plenty of millions of dollars. Okay? Or should have. Or should have, okay. But for that, I mean, he's comp- his reputation is completely, in my opinion, ruined by this has been the biggest knock, this action mm-hmm. right now, worse than the other two things. You know, perception-wise. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so he's he's put himself in this position because that story had gone away. You know, he had they had named an interim. You know, they had, he had resigned. He had retired. Okay, you're going to go get help, blah, 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 blah. And Yeah, and there was a little bit of, like, okay, he did the right thing. Right, yes. He, you know, he took blame. He did the mm-hmm. right thing. Mm-hmm. You know? He, I mean, again, the first two, the two things that he did this offseason were both really bad, in my opinion. But at the same time, both times you, I mean, I think America is a forgiving society, and they'll, you know, or at least they used to be, and you used to be able to just admit your mistakes and move on. And it felt like both times he did admit mistakes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Probably because he was forced to, but. You saw who the, he really was, but we all knew he was this guy. There's nothing new. Yeah. But like this just looks really dumb. It does look really dumb. It's like he didn't resign. Well, didn't formally resign, but she did clean out your office. <laughs> and your wife sent in your resignation. Yeah. You know, she, I'm sure she said, hey, Bob, do you want me to hit send? You want, hit yeah. send? I'm going to hit send. Bob, I'm going to hit send. Hit send. And then, oh, wait a minute. We're not going to get the extra $2 million that we thought we were going to get? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 6.40 this morning on the morning drive. I need to pick your brain about Wimbledon. Uh, that's been in my kind of back pocket to, to ask you about. We'll do that at some point in time this morning. Uh, also, um, the uh, tech baseball news from Brandon Beckel's standpoint and, uh, and the draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get to all that this morning. But first, this day in sports history, which is next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is July the 12th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to go to 1928. But first, I have to ask you guys a question mm-hmm. because you'll appreciate this question, I think. What is normally on that screen that you guys see every day? What are you guys normally watching when you're in? There? Um, well, usually tennis. Tennis is right? on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing that you weren't born before 1928, because on this day in 1928, the very first televised tennis match took place. Oh, wow. Okay. 1949, baseball owners agreed to erect warning paths before each fence. That's smart. It's called a warning track now, not a warning path. 1951. New York Yankee pitcher Allie Reynolds throws a no-hitter in Cleveland against the Indians, his former team, and wins one to nothing. Probably had the book on him, right? Mm. <laughs> Through enough batting practice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Kluber did the same thing to his former team. Yeah, we, we'll probably talk about that 
Yeah. Remember, like, he pitched for the Rangers for uh, an inning. An inning? If, if and that. Uh, then threw a no-hitter against them the next year. <coughs> Took their money and their hits. <laughs> 1959, NBC uses cameras to show catcher signals during a Yankees-Red Sox game. Wow. That's pretty cool. Now I bet they, they didn't allow them to do that afterwards. Hey, stop doing that, stop, NBC. Don't do that again. Yeah. And yeah. Now, now they just have the little buzzer thing, and some catchers still put down the one, the two, the three, and have the, the painted nails. That always was kind of a little disturbing. Disturbing. Well, it makes it easier to see which finger they've got down. I got you're it. I understand. It's still at that a little distance, disturbing. You're looking at a color as opposed to. Is that his middle finger or his pointer finger? Is that a ring finger? It's hard to tell from here. Yeah. Uh, 1970, British Open. Jack Nicholas beats Doug Sanders by one stroke in the event's first 18 hole playoff to win his second of three Open championships. Now it's like a four hole playoff, I believe. It's either three or four. But the U.S. Open is a full 18 holes. Okay. 1990, Chicago White Sox, Meldo Perez, no hits the Yankees 8 to nothing in a rained-shortened six-inning game at Yankee Stadium. It was the seventh no-hitter of the 1990 season. Wow. Is it the ball? 96? I don't think the ball. You said 90 or 96? 96. No, sorry, 1990, 96, the next one, sorry. Uh, 1990, I don't think they changed the ball in 1990. Was that when they raised the mound? I don't know, I just wondered if it was the spin rate or something. It was just, you know, made it harder. Maybe they, I don't know, it's harder to see. I have no idea. No idea. Uh, 1996, Kirby Puckett, center fielder, retires after 12 seasons from the Minnesota Twins due to a loss of vision in one eye. And on the same day, Michael Jordan signs an NBA contract with the Chicago Bulls one year, $30 million. I remember just thinking how outrageous that was. And at the same time talking about, well, he's already making $100 million a year from endorsements. But just one year for $30 million was like the craziest thing ever. And now you have guys in the NBA making well more than that per season that are not average players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I remember when John Wall signed like a $48 million a year deal with the Nats. Uh, not, not Nats, excuse me, the Wizards. And I'm like, John Wall? $48 million? 18 more than Michael Jordan was getting? What? It is National Pecan Pie Day. Out. Yeah, out on yes. the pecan. Yeah. Um, missed something yesterday, making up for it today. Happy for, uh, belated birthday to our very own David Thedford turned 70 yesterday. Mm. Missed that. that my, that's my That's a bet. big number. Didn't even look at my list yesterday that I have all those on. Uh, today, Brock Lesnar, 46. Uh, Kimberly Perry is 40. Bill Cosby, 86. Richard Simmons, 75. Patrick Beverly, 25. LaShawn McCoy is 35. And Kellen Moore is 34. And if I said the Chicago White Sox to you are known for really two things, one of them is obviously the Black Sox scandal. What would you guess is the other one? Being the team that employs Davis Martin. Uh, second. Well, we know him. Second, <laughs> kind of second bit team in the city, the Southsiders, you know? Fair. Um, but I was more along the lines of going with Happy Disco Demolition Night oh, in nice. 1979. 
What started out as a radio stunt between two games of a doubleheader turned into the symbol of the death of disco. White Sox executive Mike Veek embraced the idea in the same spirit of which his father, legendary team owner Bill Veek, uh, once sent a little person to the plate in a major league ball game in order to amuse the fans and ensure a walk. The first mistake the organizers made on Disco Demolition Night was grossly underestimating the appeal of a 98-cent discount ticket offered to anyone who brought a disco record to the ballpark to be destroyed in their dumpster. They were expecting maybe 5,000 extra fans on a normal 15,000-fan uh, night. They had 40,000-plus, plus another 20 trying to get in in nice. standing room only outside. The second mistake that they made was they didn't actually take the disco records away from the fans that were coming in, which became, you know, flying objects onto the field once the destruction had started happening. What followed was utter chaos, as fans by the thousands stormed the field and began to wreak havoc once the demolition had started. Uh, they shimmied up foul poles, tearing up the grass and lining of vinyl bonfires on the diamond while the stadium scoreboard implored them to return to their steep seats conditions were judged too dangerous for the scheduled game to begin of the second game of a doubleheader and the tigers were awarded a win by forfeit and that is this day in sports history you know i mean it was uh the old disco stuff was uh people were by that point in time they're pretty much sick of it sure yeah. and uh mm -hmm. you know i had just i had just graduated from high school i remember this but it was it was just uh just kind of crazy. Um, it's right up there with the uh, nickel beer night in uh, in Milwaukee. You know, I thought that was in Cleveland, or maybe it was Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, you know that has that things did not go as it's they kind of planned. It got a little out of hand. Yeah, you know, got yeah. got a little out of hand. But uh, the demolition uh, night was. Pretty disco demolition. Disco night. demolition night. Not yeah. Demolition. Mm -hmm. Don't they didn't say have demolition, demolition night. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> disco demolition night. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't start knocking down. Steve the Dahl was the uh, was the uh, shock jock. Uh, he he worked for the uh, for the Loop. That was a huge huge station in Chicago back in the day. W L U P. The Loop. He actually just the... started working for the Loop. He was on the uh, competitor beforehand, mm -hmm. so he was you know. Continuing his shenanigans. Shenanigans. He was a shenanigan kind of guy, but yeah, it was. Uh, that's crazy. All right, that's uh, this day in sports history. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up. That uh, was that's that's a good that's a good thought. Six fifty three this morning here. It's also Cheryl Lance. only because it's not your team. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I, you know, you know, Bill Veck was one of those guys that he was he was known as a promoter. I mean, he was known as a guy that was going to do crazy promotions uh, to generate attendance and excitement and things along. And and he was unconventional. And so he's probably know, loving the fact right now. And I'm sure he's been dead for a long time, right? Bill Veck, yeah, he's been yeah. dead. And yeah. I, yeah. I, so I think he's his loving son the is... fact that we're still talking about. Oh him yeah, he did something stupid. Yeah, he did something to to uh, to bring to bring attention to uh, mm. to his ball club because uh, they were you they're know, the second team in the second city. They're the second so, team in the I second mean, city. I mean, the fourth team. Sure. I mean, actually, you know, they're actually behind the you know the Bulls and the Blackhawks and you know and the Cubs and the Bears. Well, and give credit to the Bulls run in the '90s in the NBA um, and the '85 Bears. For sure, the the Chicago backs them the their teams when they're winning, but it's a Cubs town. 
It, it is yeah, you're start right. to finish. It's a Cubs town. Mm-hmm. Um, much like New York is a Yankees town. That everybody else takes second fiddle to those. Partially yeah. because the Knicks have sucked for so long that people forget that they exist. But they still draw a crowd as bad as they've been with the Knicks. Uh, Bill Beck uh, passed away in uh, 1986. Okay, so he's been dead been for a while. been dead for mm-hmm. quite quite some time. Mm-hmm. But he is the he is the last owner to buy a baseball team without an independent fortune. So he kind of was a, a blue collar kind of guy, uh, and then uh, basically was a was kind of out dollared out of baseball because uh, he eventually had to uh, he eventually sold the team uh, after the 1980 season. All right, 6.55 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll continue some baseball discussion, get Jamie's take on the draft and uh, how it did or didn't affect the Red Raiders. And then one player who was drafted, how that might um, affect his life moving forward. And uh, uh, the Rangers. And then, of course, uh, Big 12 football. The media days start today. So we'll uh, talk about that as well. That all comes up here this morning on the Morning Drive after Sports Center, which is next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line in the Visual Edge IT hotline, which is open at 806-771-0973. We got a uh, update that uh, Jamie the calf is doing well this morning. Jamie's not looking so much like a calf anymore. He's looking like full bread, kind of quarter pound hamburger. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Did you tell your father-in-law about uh, Jamie the calf? Oh, yes. He's well aware. Has he seen pictures and everything? Is he proud? Is he <clears throat> is he prouder of you for having a calf named after you? Probably so. Okay. It's probably. Any it, of his? It, it, it probably goes in this order. Um, his kids, his wife, the calf, and then Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, any of his cows or uh, offspring of his uh, farm animals named after, like, any of your children or no. any of his other grandchildren? No, or? he names them after weird things, but. Okay. Yeah. So nothing like nothing, nothing called Morning Drive or Double T ninety seven three or Double T or Guns Up or Wreckham or nothing. None of that. None of that. None of that. I wouldn't let him call any of them after tech things, considering that he's gonna ship them off to be made into a cheeseburger. Okay. Yeah. Well, it might be. Speaking of the meat judging team, could maybe go over to his place and judge which ones would be the best, and we could have like prime prime. The best is Jamie. Where you're going to know this answer. Jamie is the best calf. We we don't need the meat judging team to go look. We already know. There you go. go. But we just brought up something, and I want to be the one to mention this to Jamie before his partner does later. Did you see what the the King fast food place is coming up with overseas? In Bangkok? Yeah. The all cheese burger. Yeah. There's no meat. It's just like 23 slices of American cheese. Uh, just It looks disgusting. It kind of does. It looks really but disgusting. But it's just slices of cheese and bread. Yeah. I think that would cause my stomach issues. Yeah. Uh, just looking at it caused my stomach I issues. I like cheese, I'll, but, you know, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. 
Yeah. All right. Um, seven seventeen this morning here on the morning drive. Were you surprised only one Red Raider was was uh, drafted uh, by Major League Baseball teams in this draft that is just concluded? Uh, I don't think so. Just because I didn't. I mean, was there somebody else that you thought would get drafted? No, but I'm. There's I'm, also not a lot of guys that were draft eligible off this team that were your stars. That that's I mean kind of to the point. There mm-hmm. wasn't a bunch of guys that I thought would get drafted. Okay, okay, and then with regard to the new recruits, I guess there was just one guy in that Naylor Naylor, which mm-hmm. you had talked about that he would most likely be drafted at a pretty high level, and that and he was, and there's probably no chance of him coming here. He's now. gonna join his brothers in professional yeah. baseball. Yeah. I mean, I think the slot for him was a couple million bucks. So. Sure. 2.2 or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, okay, so why would why would that? Um, Let's get a bidding war going with NIL money. That could be fun. Yeah, well, if we didn't, we're going to do that, we should have used it on Mason Molina. Yeah. <laughs> D- with regard to Brandon Beckel, does he, does he go or come back? I mean, Brandon's a relief pitcher, and so I wouldn't imagine. And so the 12th round, to me, is, is a, just a relief pitcher. You're not, unless you're like super, super, superstar, I don't think you're going to go much higher than that. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's a junior, so this is his last year of having leverage, so to speak, com- compared to when he was a senior. And, you know, he would just have to take the money that was offered to him because he didn't have other options. So I, I think that Beckles should – I would expect him to sign. You would? Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, – because there was a – I guess my thought would, would be just the counterpoint to that is with what he has to work with here, facilities, maybe finishing up school, um, potentially some NIL money, you know, that's coming from the Matador Club, you know, the cost of – all those all those things. Well, could you make – could you make – could you make a case that – He's better off staying here and, and working on his craft another year, and then and then trying his luck at, at uh, minor if league the baseball. Finances were different. Yeah, I, I mean, you think he'll so make the, more going to yeah, uh, signing? I would with guess the, he's going to get more than a ten thousand dollars signing bonus. The Matador Club is giving the players ten grand. Correct. Okay. I, I believe that's the number. Yeah. Okay, ten grand. Okay. Okay. That's not a lot of money for those guys. So what? Okay. Right now, I know. Plus, to come here and play, he's going to pay more than that to go to school. To yeah. go to school. Yeah. What, so the finances are not equal. What? What's? What's his slot? Do you think for what? He, where he was drafted there in the twelfth round? Is it a hundred grand or a couple hundred grand or something like that? Probably. I wouldn't guess a couple, but yeah, maybe, maybe somewhere around there. One one fifty. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in there. So we were we were talking we kicked this around a little bit uh, last week, um, and and you're just the guy to ask about this. Do you think the major league draft of college players or high school players is becoming more popular because more people are more familiar with some of these guys because there's more interest in college baseball today than maybe ten years ago or or even five years ago and certainly twenty years ago because. Players are staying in more, and teams are drafting more college players than high school players, and that that interest will just continue to grow in in that particular event. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I'd mm-hmm. like to think so, and I think that also guys respect the level of coaching. I mean, pro- organizations respect the level of coaching that they're getting at the college level. 
Um, I, I, they like the fact that they're, they're guys that are closer to the big leagues. Um, you're dealing with so many guys that are going through the arm issues and stuff like that. You feel like, hey, some of these guys are, are past it that have been in the college ranks where you don't know if they're if a high school kid is mm-hmm. going to make it the transition to the next level and, and what he's going to be like. And so I, I just I think that you're able to gauge more about a player who's gone to college. There's less unknown, if that makes sense. Sure. No, I think the projection of how far can this guy go in the organization? Is he is he a potential major leaguer? Is he a tweener? Yeah. Or is he a guy that's just going to fill a roster spot so that people can play around him? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe all those things. Yeah. So. I, th- I think that the, the trend of where college baseball is going is is a real positive, and in that regard, as far as guy, I mean, the, the NIL money stuff is probably going to keep guys, some guys in, mm-hmm. in longer. Um, if you've got the opportunity, especially guys, especially guys that are, you know, that are draft eligible after their sophomore seasons because they're 21. Those guys may normally say, man, I'm taking the money and going, but now like, hey, you could still have leverage after another season and we could pay you as much as your signing bonus was going to be for this year. So you can still get that signing bonus next year and get we can get you the NIL money now. Yeah. Now, not all schools are able to do that. It, and, and, and so I'm not insinuating that Texas Tech's all – is able to do that with every player, but I think some of the SEC schools, um, some you know, you see what kind of money TCU is putting into their program right now. TCU is going to be able to do that, okay? So um, those those kind of schools are going to benefit, and we're going to see um, because of that, we're going to see better college baseball. I think. Yeah, just it just seemed even even to me at at, at my level that I seem to recognize more names this year. Yeah, that's good. You know, especially in the especially in the first round. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, I would agree with you. And it just made me made me curious. Uh, yeah. I also think this year's uh, College World Series was one of the best ever for mm-hmm. high level talent. Mm-hmm. So so many of those guys that we saw, and we knew this coming into the College World Series when you saw the eight that were there. So many of those guys, you felt like, oh man, these are there's a bunch of top ten picks or sure. top twenty picks in that group that you would see have their name called early. And so when you looked at the first round or whatever, you're like, yep, saw that guy. Yep, saw that guy. Maybe he didn't play against the Red Raiders, but you saw him playing in that mm-hmm. great College World Series. Yeah. 724 this morning here uh, on the morning drive. Rangers are off until Friday. They'll take on the Cleveland Guardians. They'll play in Arlington. That'll be Friday, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. We'll have all the games for you uh, right here on Double T 97.3. So look forward to that. Astros are out west. They'll play at the Big A uh, tomorrow, excuse me, Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. They, they play Friday night, Saturday night, and late Sunday afternoon uh, into the early evening. Uh, so Astros uh, taking on a team that went in the All-Star break reeling a little bit. Rangers uh, taking on a team that's fighting for a first-place spot. And our team who came out of the All-Star Rangers break Rangers are really reeling a little bit. more than a little bit. Yeah. Rangers reeling more than a little bit. Yeah, they lead by lead by two. And what do we say about the bye week? It came at a good time. Maybe the All-Star break came at a good time for the Rangers. Maybe so. But they had six guys playing on the field yesterday at one point in time. So it wasn't like it was a whole lot of rest Yeah, but there's them. 40 guys on the roster that all got a day off. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, And maybe the All-Star game energized those guys that were playing as well. I mean... For uh, Dolis Garcia, man, he he had to walk out of that game going, man, I just made two hell of a catches <laughs> in a ball game, and if they'd have won, 
he would have been under consideration to be uh, the MVP. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Now your question for the day, sir. All right, it's actually, I'm going to play off of something you asked me earlier, and so I'm just going to go along with it, since it seems like it's the right time of the year to Mm. uh, do it. So um, I'm going to ask you with all the the attendees there at Big 12 Media Days, you don't even have to stick with the Red Raiders. Mm -hmm. You could ask one question, what would that question be? Ooh, what would that question... You can go with the Red Raiders, you can go with Brett Yormark, you can go with... Sark, I don't care. <laughs> Leaving it wide open for you. you could go with Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. You could, go with Quinn, you could ask Quinn Ewers if he's going to cut his hair. Mm-hmm. I think he actually did. Mm-hmm. Ask Quinn Ewers if he thinks his logo is cool. Yeah. Because it's pretty much the cheesiest logo I've ever seen. Um, I, I, I think I would ask... Well, you think. You got um, one? I've got one. Uh, I don't want the sensor to go off either. So um, <laughs> the for, I would ask Brett Yormark specifically if he had to pick one of what was most likely to happen with expansion of the Big 12, would we add a full-fledged member or a basketball-only member? Okay. Okay. And then, and then would you tar and feather him? If he said basketball only member, I would refrain from doing it in this area because there's a lot of security there. But there would be definite. What are we thinking? Moment. I would be so out. I'm so out on that. I think before I maybe didn't have that strong of opinion, but I'm totally out on that now. I would be more interested in a non-football member joining as a full member. Like they don't have a football team, but they've got everything else. Than I would just a basketball member. I think I would ask. Um... I think I would ask Joey McGuire about his fourth down strategy, about what what changed for him the last four or five games of the season last year with regard to maybe not going forward as much on fourth down. Was it was it better production or play calling or execution on first and second down, or was it a change in philosophy in terms of what he thought he should be doing with his team in terms of gambling too much? Okay. All right. My, I would go. I already told you. You told us. I would, yeah. jo, I would ask Joey McGuire. I mean, you said before the spring, you thought the offensive line was going to be the strength of the team this year. Mm-hmm. And now I just want to know: in the spring, did you see? Did you actually see that come to fruition? Are you? Are you going to double down on them? Yeah. Yeah. And and you know maybe another question I might ask him is with regard to the defense. How do you feel about your ability to put pressure on the quarterback in in stopping the run, uh, given what you have coming back versus what you had mm-hmm. this time last year? Go back to your your first question. What do you think the answer was? The change in philosophy. Why why do you, why do you think there was a change? Well, I think um, I think he'd probably say that uh, that they did a better job of executing on on second and th- on second down, uh, so that. The third down, they didn't have to make a decision about setting up for fourth down. I think if I was Joey McGuire, mm-hmm. I would have answered it the way you suggested. And that wouldn't have been the true answer. And the, the true answer was that he... I figured out that my team's limitations. Mm-hmm. 
I'm hurting the team by doing this or hurting the defense by putting them in that position. You know, we we can they could handle it at certain times, but too much of it was just putting them in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. And I and, and every good coach should be able to look at things and say, ah, we need to do that differently, or <clears throat> you know what, we keep running that play to to old. You know, T Dog over there on the right side, and T Dog just can't separate from the defensive back. So, you know, we got to stop throwing that 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 route to T Dog. Now you're okay? now you're mocking. <laughs> now you're mocking a little bit. T Dog, because you know he likes to say, you know, Rabbit, and you know. I just coaches always go with nicknames. I, mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't mocking him. Maybe I, I would just, have asked him. I was just being a coach. Maybe maybe I would have asked him. Uh, is uh, is Exxon going to be an approved no. nickname for Cameron <laughs> Valdez? Yeah. If I, he says no, can we drop it? Yeah. That, that's my question now. If he says are no. You, you're bothered by this. Because yeah, I know what the Exxon Valdez was. We did a whole sure. thing about it a couple uh, like couple, week. couple day, no, about a couple days ago. Um, Like, I get why we made the initial joke. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it needs to be the initial, the real thing. Okay. Usually I'm the fun sucker. Okay. Jeff's the fun sucker on this one. I think that we are completely fine with calling him Exxon on the morning drive. Yeah. Okay. When we go too far is when we expect everybody, mm. including the rest of the team, to call him who Exxon. doesn't even get it. <laughs> they weren't even born. We'd have to explain the history to him. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. When that happened. We'd have to explain to him that it's actually a gasoline. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So sure. us Heard making the joke and having fun with it is one thing. Yeah. Okay. So we can have fun, Jeff. We're sure. allowed, I, okay. I'm not a, but us probably doing. expecting the rest of the tech football team to mm-hmm. call him that. Excellent. Probably yeah. not. Probably so. Not legit. Yeah. So probably just excellent. don't raise your expectations of yeah. our little morning drive joke. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I going to a second question. Okay. Getting off of the Exxon question or the Exxon comment, I think the the th- second thing I would ask would be to Coach McGuire. And that would be how you uh, what what's the difference between coming into this Big Twelve Media Day with some expectations as opposed to last year being the new head coach with little to no expectations from a national perspective or from a conference perspective. He's he's probably gonna say that's what we do, man. Everything I didn't say it wasn't a, a yeah. softball question for yeah. him, but to hear how he answered that, I would be interested. Yeah. Yeah. 738 this morning here on the morning drive thoughts comments yates flooring center chat line go to double t973.com for that at the mobile app it's presented by happy state bank jamie do you have a second question along these lines um well i, I told you the one the one is about the offensive line factor yeah. um second question i don't know like i told you earlier i i feel like uh just like has he been surprised at how just behind base. him mm-hmm. and the rest of the team, the fan base are. Because, I mean, our, it feels like our fan base is right now 100% all pulled in the same direction. Hasn't been that way for about, oh, I, I don't have time. It felt like even during the Leach era, it wasn't that way. Yeah, there were some just, some people that just didn't, didn't quite care for it. Um, that, that style or whatever. Yeah, and maybe... Um, you know, maybe the use of Taj Brooks too. You know, the the focus is really going to be on him as opposed to, you know, Sir Roderick Thompson being back there as well because the workload's probably going to be more on Taj than than it has been. Although 
he's going to say um, uh, Nehemiah Glover. Is that right? No. Yeah, he was a great receiver yeah. for us. Yeah, but Martinez. Ne- Nehemiah Martinez, the, the 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 Cooper kid, um, and then also you know uh, Cameron Valdez uh, as well will be but Taj is going to be the featured back yeah no question yeah. you know he'll be the he'll be the featured back and it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how much they go to him because they can they can hand off to him they can throw to him um but they can't necessarily spell him like they did with Sir Roderick, you know or Sir Roderick being spelled by by Taj so if you have a thought or a comment on that a question hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line go to double t 973com for that uh, no baseball tonight. Rangers are off till Friday. Astros off till Friday as well. They're in Anaheim to take on the Angels. And then uh, the Rangers uh, take on the Guardians there in Arlington. And Big 12 Media Days in Arlington today and tomorrow. And we'll have coverage for you tomorrow with Texas Tech on hand there at uh, Cowboy Stadium there in Arlington. Just in the shadows of both the ballparks in Arlington. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that'll be good. Make sure Make sure that when you go... Tomorrow you go to the <clears throat> the third ballpark, the football stadium. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good old Morning Drive. Jeff uh, has a statement he'd like to make, and we need to tell him that he is wrong if so, we think that way. Well, sure. Um, and. I need to put a couple of caveats on this because it's a specific thing that I'm talking about here. Okay. Um, Fans can boo any team that you're playing against in any game. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles, they're going to boo each other. Rangers, Astros, they're going to boo each other. You got a rival, Texas Longhorns, Texas Tech. Tech is going to boo the Longhorns. That's booing is part of what fans can do. Because you can't do horns down, though. But you can't do horns down. That's <laughs> n- until next year. We can do all the horns down we want next year. Can't wait for that. Um, you think they're going to have that rule in the SEC, Chuck? <laughs> no. Even I think they're going to look at that and go, hey, little brother, uh, you're just going to have to go over here and sit in the corner and take it. And you can even boo your own team from time to time if that that's the way the game is going. If you don't feel like they're playing up to their mouth. So I'm not talking about those instances. But in the last few days, something's really bothered me with regards to the Major League Baseball draft and the Major League Baseball All-Star game. And this also goes back to the NFL draft. Every time there's a draft pick in the NFL, all we hear is booze. This is a special moment for the players who are from college becoming a professional. It's special for the players. It's special for the the teams that are getting these picks. It's special for the commissioner to welcome these guys into the league. But because we hate him, we have to boo him while also booing the guy on stage you just got drafted. We're taking away his moment. Do the same thing with Roger Goodell. That's literally who I'm talking about. I thought you were going to talk about Rod, uh, Rob Manford. Um, the, Manford only got booed one time in the MLB draft. Well, it seemed like more than that, but okay. It was with the Houston Astros draft picks. You go listen to every almost every other draft pick. It's, I don't want to say just quiet, but mm-hmm. when it was time for the Astros to pick, it was nothing but booze. Because it was the Astros, because they cheated in the 2017 World Series. 
season. In the season, sorry. In that year when they won the World Series. If you want to boo those players for the Astros that cheated, I'm in. And I'm including some guys that we don't associate with cheating but got to benefit from it, like Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers Jr., Dallas Keuchel. They got wins because their hitters were getting hits because they were cheating. We only ever think about Jose uh, Altuve and Bregman and the the hitters that got hits, but the w- pitchers got wins too. Dusty Baker wasn't the manager of the Astros that year. Dusty Baker was the manager of the All-Star game last night and got booed because he's the Astros manager. It's time to stop booing the current Astros. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I, with regard to the to the draft and ruining the moment for the player, I I, I agree with you on that. Dude, I, I guess my first question is, do they boo after he announces it, or do they boo when he walks onto the stage? Well, they boo when he walks onto the stage. It just seems to it seems to it seems like it stops to me once what? he starts saying with the twenty eighth pick, blah 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 blah. But maybe that it's, changes when he says the Houston Astros select. Then it may be that maybe they hear the words Houston Astros and they start booing. I, I guess with Goodell, the to me the act is just it's to, you know I, I guess it's just never going to go away uh, with 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 the commissioner of, the, of uh, in his in his as the present commissioner. He he does also egg it on because he's he'll he'll say come on that's all you got and then and then that brings it on more. It's almost like I I don't I don't necessarily care for that. Roger Goodell comes across as extremely pompous to me. There's no doubt. Yeah, extremely there's, pompous. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, he's, he's uh, doesn't mean he's not good at his job and has done good yeah. things. I mean, I mean, he just has that like, look. No, like no this doubt. recent report that's coming out that says he he may have been a part of the leaks that led to John Gruden. Is that a surprise to anyone? Hmm. Did you from the get go not think that Roger Goodell? Had approved this. Yeah. It was a part of that information being leaked out. That yeah. was not an accident. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. a leak for a reason. It, yeah. It, you know, and that's it was done on purpose. Kind of coming out this morning. I just haven't had enough enough chance to really take a look at it. But I, here, I guess I'd look at it this way, Jeff. I mean, you know, the Yankees have been booed for decades and <laughs> nobody ever. But, but they mean, weren't booed last night at the All Star game. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They aren't booed. Good. <laughs> well, you know, they <laughs> aren't good booed to be booed. They aren't booed. Oh, their the home draft. fans are booing. Don't you <laughs> yeah, worry. Yeah, right. They're home about every third game. Yeah. Right. And they get booed off wanna, the field. If you're pl- like Cowboys and Eagles, they're going to boo you when you're poking the bear no, in, I, in a draft like the Cowboys and Eagles did back to back. I'm not talking about you. No, I, I think booed. you. I think you make a good point. It, it is. It, it does. It, it's like. Uh, it's like no other team committed any kind of sins. It's like, uh, you know, and other teams were were cheating or the finding guys you're way. booing didn't commit the sin. Yes, right. No, I, I, you're exactly right. I mean, it's they're booing the logo is what they're booing. They're booing the logo, and it's not like the Seattle Mariners were wronged. And if you want to boo the, well, Astros, they played in the same division with them. Yeah, well, they played know, 19 games against them. I know, but I mean, and it's not like they, they needed to cheat to beat the Mariners, you know, and. and in those games, I mean, if you want to boo the Astros when you're playing the Astros, that's booing the opposing team, and I get it. 
But if you just want to boo the Astros because they're the Astros and they cheated in 2017, mm -hmm. well, then let's talk about every team that we should be booing because at some point every team has cheated somewhere. I mean, you both have made that point, okay? Others cheated, and Major League Baseball said, stop. I'm not just and talking about they this. did. I'm not just talking about And this. the Astros ignored it. There's a reason the Astros were punished harsher than harsher than everybody else. I, I don't It's disagree. not equal. You can't you have to stop saying, Well, everybody did it. I'm not everybody was doing it. Major League Baseball said stop. Everybody stopped except the Houston Astros. That's fair. That's why they were punished. It's not equal. I'm stop not, saying everybody did it. They I'm not talking about this form of form of cheating when I say that. Every team has cheated somewhere in their history. The Cardinals uh, uh, destroyed the Astros database. We don't boo the Cardinals every time we mention them. Fair. Totally fair. Every totally. team used steroids. We don't boo every team that you play against. Because, yeah, again, Major League Baseball, Baseball only oh, right. leaked certain, certain ones players. that they wanted leaked. Yeah. We just boo the Astros. Yeah. And we just boo the Goodell because he's Goodell. Let's boo for a reason. <laughs> Not just because. The funny part to me, or I shouldn't say funny, interesting part to me. I, I don't. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong, Jeff. I'm mm -hmm. not here to tell you you're right. Okay, that's your opinion that it should stop. Is fine. That's that's that. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, it feels like it's taken a new life this year. Like it felt like it died down. The the booing of the Astros. Yeah. And then it's taken a new life. And I don't understand. Is that because they won the World Series? Maybe. Series? And so maybe it's like, maybe because they now, before it wasn't a big deal, and they felt like they were getting their punishment by not winning, and now all of a sudden they won, and they deserve credit for that. And in my opinion, that like validates that team, not the 2017 team. It doesn't mm -hmm. validate them. But the, those guys, they're like, hey, that's a real championship that um, – Nobody can complain about it or whatever. So it just seems odd to me that it's not that now the booing has come back. Yeah. But, um, you know, I get, and part of this is on Manfred, who recently has admitted he should have done more. And maybe that's where this, and, and maybe that's where it's coming from. The fire got And stoked a so bit. maybe, you know, it's kind of that whole deal like if you are punished you then feel like, okay, that guy did the did the crime, but he's done the time, mm -hmm. let's move on. Mm -hmm. And the Astros never got punished as far, okay, yes, they had to pay $5 million, and the coach and the general manager who are gone, by those the guys way, got, those, those guys, guys got, got punished, yeah. but the players didn't get punished. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that that's the fans' way of saying, well, they're not, they didn't get punished then, so we're going to keep punishing them by keep booing them. But a lot of those players uh, aren't there anymore. But some of them are. Some sure. Yeah, some of them are. Who those guys all you want every yeah. time they mention their name. Yeah, I definitely don't like a guy getting drafted and, and hearing boos, but you understand it's about the Astros, not the player. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh again I'm not I'm not here to disagree with what Jeff's saying, but I'm also not here to say that fans shouldn't be allowed to, to boo. I mean it, it is what it is. Well they when they allowed the fans into the draft to the to the level that they did, then they've kind of opened themselves up for that as well. Yeah, sure. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.